Hello, everybody. I'm Dane Gentry. Hope everyone's doing well. Today, I'm going to talk about the family dynamic. You know, an addict or alcoholic is like a roaring tornado through someone's life. All we're doing is uprooting everything and destroying it. That's what we're doing. Um, I had someone say to me in treatment one time that she looked at me in my eyes and she said, you, you love your wife, and you love your son, you love your brother. And she said, you're an effing liar. You love your dope. But you know, the reality is, is here's the reality of that. And, and people will ask this question all the time. Why can't you quit for me? And it's that, no, you love your drugs more than you love me. That's not true. That's not what it is. The drug controls us more than they do. That's what it is. It has more of a control. Um, I, I don't know that anyone loves being an addict. Um, it's just a control thing. Uh you know, I, I said this before, you know, if, if someone can look out in society and see what drugs does to someone and homelessness and all this, and we still want to try it, there's an underlying problem there. That's what we have to remember. But the family dynamic, man, we, we ruin so many things, all of us. And if you're sitting there telling yourself you hadn't, you're a liar. You know, you better come to grips with what you've done. Do not think it's going to be fixed overnight. And in a lot of cases, and I'm going to even say most cases, it's not going to be fixed, especially a relationship. Family members and stuff like that, maybe, but a relationship, it's it's tough, you know. Um, no one is perfect, and no one is innocent, you know. Um, my relationship went, went through a lot, and I'm not going to talk about mine, really, but I'm just saying uh, it's a lot because um, I've done all the things that drug addicts do. I wasn't a cheater, but I lied and done all these things, and so they can't trust us. But they need to work on them, too. See, we, we get to go to treatment, and we get to work a program, uh, we get to go to therapist, whatever. And the loved ones, man, they're not doing anything. They're sitting there, and they're not getting fixed of anything. And there's probably been some pretty traumatic experiences there that they went through with us. And we have to remember that, too. And so sometimes you have to hey say, hey, man, you know, it's just not going to be fixed. If it's pushing you so much that, you know, you're even thinking about using again or this, that, and the other, it's not worth it. And if that person really loved you, they wouldn't be pushing you to that they would realize what they're doing because, you know, whatever needs to be fixed, I, I get it. I understand. I promise you I do because we all have feelings and everybody gets hurt and everybody wants their turn as well. And when your loved one sees you over here, you know, you get to go to treatment 30, 60, 90 days, six months a year, whatever it is that you do, and then you come out and you're on this high and they're still hurting. Uh, and that's, that's except, I mean, listen, we have to understand that. We have done a lot. They loved us and we hurt them. Um, so don't ever... Or I can't say don't ever just do your best and try not to get mad at that person because we have to understand. And that's one thing about the program that will help you, you know, and God for sure. And it's God help you be a more understanding person of other people's feelings. And that's what we have to do. So we have to understand that. But the main thing we really have to do is sit there and say, okay, is this hurting me or is it helping me? If it's hurting us, we have to do the one thing that most of us don't want to do, man. We got to end it. We got to cut it off because if someone can control you so much to where you've been sober for X amount of time and you want to go back to using, there's a problem. Um, you, you can't stay in that. Not if you want to save your life or if you don't want to go back to jail or you don't want to go back to prison. You know, if you want to use and stay in it, go on and start working on it. There's a reason why they tell you in these programs, don't worry about a relationship for one year. Don't even think about it. Because the idea is that you'll be done, you'll have done work the steps and done all things necessary to make yourself pretty strong. For me, it's the armor of God. You know, put the armor of God on; He's gonna give you the strength. But 
sometimes that's not even enough, you know, because especially if you're dealing with someone who has problems of their own, like narcissist, uh, whatever it may be, bipolar, you know, we, we all have little things we can work on. So it what, it what it does is when you go and you start getting all this stuff fixed on you and you come back, it causes resentment. It causes even more resentment that's already there. There's already a lot of resentment there because I promise you, one who loves you is laid in bed many, many nights when you was over nodded out or you was out and wasn't coming home and a whole lot of anger and resentments are there. And that's what Alanine is kind of for. Um, but, you know, in my, my opinion, I really truly believe if you're married and you are going to try to work it out, I think she should work the program too uh, because it opens light. You know, when you get to dig inside yourself, you know, it helps open light to say, hey, well, maybe I did have some issues too. Maybe not as bad as that, but. I can see where I'm at fault also. But if you're with someone who has zero fault and it's all your fault, and it is most of our faults, but the thing is is that you have to wait for the time. Um, and, and there you go. But, I mean, you say that to someone that loves you who's been sitting there on the back burner for all this time, it's not going to be good. It's going to cause a fight. As it, I mean, again, you have to understand that. They've been sitting there this whole time. Now, they've been living in this misery, you know, one, two, ten, twenty years. And now here you are, you just run around this cloud and you're smiling and you're happy and things are going good. They're over here still hurting, man. They're over here still destroyed. And it's hard. It's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. Uh, drugs is hard. Marriage is even harder, especially when you've destroyed it. And so don't set yourself up for failure. Don't try to do it too soon because it, it, it will lead us back, man. You know, as addicts, we're just looking for a, a reason anyway. And love is hard. If anyone says it's not, man, I want you to give me some lessons on it. I sure would like to take them because mine was hard. Um, everything about it was hard because I, I knew she was hurting. You know what I mean? But um, there's nothing I could do. I, I wasn't mature enough to. I wasn't ready. And, again, it just builds up that more resentment. Just remember that, whether it's with your kids, you know. Children are another thing, man. You got to remember how smart they are. You know, nowadays, man, they got a, they got a, a computer in their hand. And so they know everything. They know the signs. They might be quiet, not thinking that. But a lot of times, you know, man, they're laying in that bed crying at night, man, wondering where mom and daddy's at and why they're doing this. Why is mom and dad doing this? Why don't they love me more than that? And again, it's not. It's not if this is a child listening or a husband or a wife or a parent. It's not that they love the drug more or they love you less. It's the drug controls you more. That's what we have to remember. It's the control thing. The drug controls you and drives you. That's what it is. I've never sit there and thought, man, you know what? I sure do love this drug more than I love my brother, my son, my wife. I, I promise you I've never. And I was a drug addict for a long, long time, and that was a good one. Um, and I never sit there and thought that, I, I, not one time ever. But I have sit there and wondered, man, why can't I do this? Why Why is this happening? It's the control thing. Um, you know, I understand you know, some husbands and wives can be pretty controlling, but not like no damn dope is. I promise you that. Um, you know, some drugs are mental things. Some things are physical things. I dealt with the physical kind of drugs. What that means is that you feel like you've never felt in your life the worst you've ever felt. Uh, and you'll do whatever you have to do not to feel that way. So take all these things into account. <clears throat> and if you're going to treatment, work on you. Work on you. Don't do it for the wife. Don't do it for the husband, the brother, the parole officer, the probation officer. Do it for you. Learn to love you. And... In my in my opinion, what you should really do is if you're if you're new in recovery and in treatment, your counselor or therapist that you're working with, there should be a family time when your loved ones should come and 
it's a safe place, you know what I mean, where you kind of explain how you how you feel and say, you know, please, I understand. I understand you're hurting. I understand the things I'm destroyed, but please give me time. And that's going to, I'm telling you right now, that's going to be a touchy subject. And you better take it lightly because right off the bat, they're not going to want to hear that. They're ready to get their shit out and get it dealt with. And we don't want to deal with it anyway. You know, I didn't. I never wanted to deal with that stuff. I, I wanted it to be left alone. I I had hopes that, man, it would never come up again. I was just going to go through life and we would never have to talk about it again. Hey, look at me, man. I'm sober. That should be enough. It's not enough. It is not enough. They have to be worked on. The relationships and the things that they went through, they have to voice it to somebody. They have nobody to voice it to. You know, they're there just with it all bottled up inside of them, especially, you know, a wife or doesn't want to share what her husband's been doing or vice versa. The, the, the wife, don't, the husband don't want to share because it's embarrassing. And they want, they don't want to look like a failure themselves because it, it makes them feel like they have failed some type of way. You got to let them know it was not them that did it. They had nothing to do with you being an addict, man. You was unfortunately born with that gene, this disease and uh, it, it controls you, but do, but tell them, look, I do not love the drug more. It just controls me more. Are they going to believe you? I mean, I guess it depends on the situation and what all you've done. Lying is tough, and it's hard on a relationship because it's a trust thing. You know, relationships are trust. And when you lie to somebody one time, that trust is broken. Because now the first thing they're thinking is, well, I wonder what all the hell he's been lying about or she's been lying about. Um, that's the first thing that's going to go through their mind. And so they're going to be sitting there replaying all this over and over in their mind. You're ripping and running. And you come back home, and now – She's 10 times the hell mad for him because now they done figured out, well, he's lied about this or she's lied about this, 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 and this. It wasn't just this. And now you're in a real deep world of shit. So remember, they're sitting there stewing when you're getting better. And, man, resentment is a, is a tough thing. As we know, when you work the program, we have to deal with these resentments and, and get them out. And um, if you don't do that and you think you're going to go home and, man, I'm going to go home and fix my marriage, you're going to fail. You're gonna you're gonna use again. Uh, love is a powerful, powerful thing. You know, drugs are powerful. Love is powerful too. Um, and you know, when you're looking over there, and we have to all of a sudden deal with what we've done. I mean, anybody on the other end of this microphone here who's listening, who knows what I'm talking about? We don't want to relive it that way. Uh, we want to think about it, but I don't want someone. I never wanted someone sitting there. Looking at me and saying, well, you remember when you did this? Well, of course I do. Yeah, I remember it, but I don't want to talk about it. You know, that was my automatic thing. No, I don't want to talk about it. It's not time yet. It's not time yet. I wasn't ever strong enough because mine would, wouldn't stop. Wouldn't stop. And, you know, you would think that someone who has been around the program and all that, they'd know that you can't do that. You can't poke, 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 push, 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 push. Is it right? It's not right because they're, they're justified in their thoughts and their feelings. They've been hurt. They've been destroyed. They've been all these things. But unfortunately, man, you still can't deal with them because they have to wait till I get right. You know, once again, it's all me, me, me. It's a selfish program, as they say. And just, you have to give them a year. Um, and don't don't worry about no girlfriend or boyfriend for a year, man. Because what's going to happen the first thing when he or she don't want you no more or, or they find out how bad your past was or whatever and they can't deal with you no more and, don't want to take a chances on you. You're going to be all heartbroken. You're going to be down and out. Because our emotions, you got to remember, in this first year, all everything's coming back. 
your serotonin, all this stuff's getting rebuilt again, and your feelings are coming back, you're starting to feel things you ain't felt in a long time, and we're immature. They say when you start using, that's where your maturity level stops. So for me, I was 15 years old. And so here we go. Yeah, yeah, I've been to prison. I've done all these things, but I was not a man. I was still a little boy. I was a scared little boy. But what do we do? We lash out at anger and push back with our arm. Uh-uh, you ain't getting in my space. Back up. We'll talk about it another time. And every time you say that to that person, guess what? You're lighting another fire up on that ass, and they're just ready to attack, as anyone should be. Again, I'm not saying that the family's not justified. They are. It's just that we aren't able to deal with it at this point in time. Uh, get you a sponsor. Work the steps then do it you know because then you're more you're you're able to sit there and look at your wife and say well, yeah but you stole all the kids christmas presents and went and pawned them and got drugs you know instead of that making you want to rip and run and go get high again so you don't have to think about it a year into it be prepared get a get a marriage counselor go in a situation like that where there's someone who's almost a mediator or whatever you want to call it don't go into it you know, just cold turkey blind like that because it's just not going to turn out well i tried and tried and tried many times and I failed every time, and I failed miserably, and I, I would go back to drugs. You know, um, sometimes we have to throw the towel in, though. This is really what I'm getting at. Sometimes us getting sober and us fixing us, it's just not enough. It's just not going to fix what's been done. Uh, if there's been cheating going on, in my opinion, if there's been cheating going on, there's really nothing we can do to fix it. That's just me. Uh, I, I don't want to put thoughts in anyone else's head. But I feel like once cheating has been done, there's just no going back from that. Uh, for me, it wouldn't be. There's no way I could lay down to bed next to that woman and be sitting there knowing that she done that to me. That's the ultimate fucking betrayal. I don't care what no one says. and I'm not one of them guys. And I uh, never have been. But, um, you know, lying is just as bad. It's the same thing. It causes the same thing, man. They can't trust you. When we can't trust someone, we're supposed to be able to trust our spouse. I mean, it's what God tells us to do. Go out, multiply, be, be fruitful. Supply of the earth, right? You're supposed to have that one mate, and they're supposed to be for life, and they're supposed to be your everything. Well, if I'm lying to my everything, she doesn't feel like she's my everything. I can promise you that. Uh, she's going to feel less than, and she's going to feel even more less than when you come back and around everybody. She sees you with your sponsor. She sees you at these meetings, and you're just happy. And then when you're home, the second they mention anything, what happens? Well, here it comes. You feel the heat right up, rise up your back, and we're ready to run because we're not ready to deal with it. We're going to run like that scared little kid that we still are. Let us get mature and let us work on us and, and see if we can't make things a little bit better. But again, more times than not, unfortunately, it's not going to be able to survive it. And when you when you finally realize that, it's tough, man. And uh, But you got to do it. Give it to God. Get with your sponsor. Do whatever you got to do. Just don't let it send you back out using. And uh, just try to, you know, somewhat... Say you're right. It's my fault. Uh, it's all me. It's not you. I did it. Be the bigger man or woman in the situation because at the end of the day, it is my fault. And it is your fault. It's not theirs. Uh, they didn't cause us to do any of that. You know, they met us when we were addicts more than likely. I mean, there's things happen. People get hurt, I understand, and get on pills or whatever it may be. But for me, you know, I got on drugs so young that uh, every girlfriend and woman who ever come in my life, I was already a drug addict long before they ever met me. And so they got dealt a bad, bad hand with me because now they get to see what a, a, a roaring tornado I can be to their lives. And I have uprooted many. I was a bad man. I was a bad person. Um, I wasn't to be trusted. Not cheating. Uh, that's just not my thing, man. I'm just not that person. But 
anything else, it was fair game, man. And I was doing it, and I've done it. And um, I destroyed relationship with my child. I destroyed relationship with my mother, my brother, all my family. Um, from the age of, mm, I guess, about 15, I stopped going around them all. And to, still to this day, that's one of my greatest regrets is that I didn't spend more time with my grandfather. But I couldn't. That drug had control of me. Again, there's nobody in this world I love more than my granddaddy, my granny, my mama. But the drugs controlled me. They controlled me and my son. Uh, and still this day, he's 25 years old, and he won't even speak to me. We have little brief moments of messaging each other on Messenger, and then it just stops because, you know, I went to prison the first time he was three weeks old, and that, that was all for crimes that I'd done before I met his mother. And, and you know, in somewhat you got to fight there in that fight a little bit. You can say, hey, you know what, man, I, I went in there for things that I'd done way before. But you, to go back three more times, there's no justifying that. So you can imagine what a child is going to feel like. You do not care about me. And, again, it wasn't I didn't care about him. It's just that the drugs had more of a control on me. Um, they controlled everything. And so just remember that. It, relationships are tough anyway. I mean, a relationship and a marriage, it's hard. It, it's tough all the way around. You know, you go through the first year or two, and, man, all of a sudden the bottom falls out and, you know, all of a sudden, you don't even like to hear breathing over it. Can you breathe? Could you please learn a different way to breathe? I don't want to hear you breathe, you know. And, and you look and you're going, how in the world has this turned into that from the woman that I love so much? How has it turned into I can't even stand here and walk across the floor no more? You know, it's the devil. We get off track. We do this. We do that. And sometimes we jump into things we shouldn't have been in. But when it comes to the addict, just remember this, man. Remember what it says in that book. You are like a roaring tornado through someone's life. I know if, you, uh, if you've been through a tornado or if you've seen them on, to on TV, you've seen the destruction in the path they leave, and you see the, how people are just so disheveled and sitting there just, just devastated. That's exactly what your family is going through, and that's exactly what they're feeling. And they're looking at you again saying, please don't let this tornado come down and run through my life again. Please, please be sober. And then we don't. You know, we'll be sober for couple weeks 30 days and here we go again and they're scared they're panicking and it's just cause ptsd i mean it causes so many things that we don't think about but remember that there has been some serious serious damage done in your relationship and in order to fix it it's going to take a lot a lot of work it's going to take god uh, if we try to fix it without god it's definitely not going to work so at the end of the day you have to look at the situation and say okay I love this man or this woman. I want to make it work. But I just don't know if I can stay sober doing it. If you say that right there, unfortunately, you have to be selfish and say, I love you. I'm sorry, but I can't let this lead me back into whatever. And who knows, man, if it's meant to be, y'all come back together. Again, it's tough. It's hard. I just really just don't make no rest decision in the first year, either or. If you got someone who would understand that, again, it's going to be a hard one to sell to somebody and say, hey, I still got to put you on the back burner for a year now. I'm going to work on me and this, that, and the other. And Man, I don't know too many people who are really going to be all right with that. They may come to be okay with it, but there's probably fixing to be a hell of a cat fight right then, I'd imagine. Uh, they're going to lash out bad, and we're not prepared for it. We're immature. We're emotionally immature. And because all these emotions are flying back at you, man. You know what I mean? You, you get sober, and, you know, I, I said that. I used to say that I, I wished I could cry. Man, when I finally did, I wished that shit would stop. I am not kidding y'all. The least little thing, man, it, it, I could see, which it's sad anyway, but you see the, 
like the St. Jude's commercials or whatever. And oh my God, I would cry like a baby. I've always had a heart for him and try to give money to him when I had it and stuff throughout my life. But um, I'd cry. I'd cry over the animals. I'd cry if you spilled the milk. I'd, I'd cry if you got peanut butter on my shirt. It didn't really matter. I was going to cry, and I would cry, and I cry, and I cry, and it wouldn't stop, and I was not used to that. I was not a crier. I think I was when I was real, real little. I think maybe they said I was a crybaby when I was born, but uh, that shit went away real real, real quick because I was a little one, and they picked on me and made me mean. So um, anyway, um, just, just know it's tough. It's not going to be easy. Prepare yourself for it, and if you're a loved one who's listening, it's just the best advice I can give you. I mean, you have to look at the situation. I know it hurts you. I know you're going through pain. And I know you're going through so much, and you still have to sit there and wonder, is this really it? Are they really sober? And then you got to worry about that, and you have to put all these emotions on the side. My advice to you is to get you go to therapy. It, it, definitely if you're going to try to make it work, or Al-Anon, or like I said, even work a program. Probably not work a program together because he or she's probably not going to share the things they really need to share with you sitting there. Because it just puts a stigma on them, you know, that they're going to feel you sitting there staring at them and they're not going to say things they want to say. So go to a different one, work a different program. There are couples who do go into programs together. I've seen it. I've seen a lot of it in Florida, actually. Um, but to me, I wouldn't do that because I don't want to be sitting there. When we are sitting there and, and we tell someone, man, I've had a bad day and I sure was thinking about dope. Oh, my God, the first thing they're going to do is it's going to come angry. How in the world could you be sober this long? And you're thinking about dope because they don't get it. They don't understand. So remember that too. Your program's your program. You work your program. Let them do whatever. But I'm telling you, even if even if you've, you've gone through a lot and you're not an alcoholic, you're not an addict, you work that program, it'll help you. Because the steps work on you. That's what they do. They help us get everything out of us. Whatever it is we got going on. You know, whatever these resentments are or whatever it is, you know, people go through some ungodly things, man, and they've never been able to talk about it. And that's kind of, that's what it's all about. But you have to have a sponsor that you truly trust because if you don't, you're not going to open all the way up and share these these dark, deep, deep secrets with them. Um, you know, God forbid something happened to you as a child. Um, you, you know, it's going to have to take somebody really, really special for you to share that with. And unfortunately, in the United States of America, man, that's a real common thing, and it's really, really sad. And um, my heart goes out to anyone who, who has had that happen to them. Thank God I didn't. Uh, I wasn't beaten as a child. Uh, I wasn't any of those things. Um, I, actually, I, I should have had my ass whooped. If I'd have had my ass whooped the way I was supposed to, I might have not turned out the way I would, but that's not true either because I feel like my, my life went the way it, it did for a reason. But So that's the family dynamic. They're hurting. They're hurting bad, but we are hurting too. You know, We're hurting for the things we've done also, and all these feelings are coming back. So when you have someone who is so emotionally just drained on one end, and there's nothing there but anger. That's all she has, and anything or him. And anything that goes on, that's the first thing they're going to lash out with is anger. So please remember that. And us, the addict, we're emotionally immature. So guess what? That's the only way we know how to act, too. Because I feel like if I just come back in anger, I'm, you're going to get up off me, and I ain't going to have to think about all that shit I did, stealing the kids' presents or I mean, whatever, you know, your car, selling the tires off your car, whatever we may do. I mean, I've heard all kinds of stories, man. We do we do about anything when it comes to that drug, and it's sad. So just please remember these things, and I hope this right here is going to help somebody. And it was on my mind a lot today, uh, and I was thinking about it, and I planned on talking with someone about it, but we kind of had that canceled, so I wasn't able to. So maybe everything happens for a reason. There's, there's going to be somebody who's going to hear this who really needs to hear it. And <clears throat> the main thing is it's tough. It's hard on both people, but. 
you know, it's hard being an addict. It, it truly is. But I'm going to tell you, man, I believe it's just as hard, if maybe not even a little bit harder to love one. God bless y'all, and I hope it's helped somebody. You can contact me at danegentrypodcast at gmail.com if you need to talk. Um, send me an email, and I'll get to you fast as you can. Um, and I'll help you any way I can. We love y'all, and God bless.